Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Hey everybody, welcome back to Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach and I'm joined as always by Christian Garcia. What's up? We are freshly back from San Diego Comic-Con 2019, the 50th anniversary of San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and uh, we're a little little tired, but uh, I've kind of bounced back by now. I got the yerba, yerba mate. Yerba mate. Um and we saw a lot of cool stuff. I'm sure uh, some of that stuff is coming out on the internet. We'll delve a little deeper into um, some of the stuff we saw, some of the stuff that's coming out. And also, if you haven't listened to our last episode, go back and listen to it. Yeah, we got some shit right because we called some shit. <laughs> uh, and that, yeah, that was exciting to be <laughs> verified there in Hall H. So that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, let's uh, start off as we always do uh, with a little bit of a nerdy confessions. Um, I'll, I'll start it off this time. Um, my nerdy confession is uh, this: it, this is probably my. I think I figured it out while I was down there, but I think this is like my tenth, ninth, or tenth Comic Con in a row. Nice. And uh, I, I gotta say that. Every year, I've never had a Comic Con where it's been like, well, that was underwhelming. It's always, it's always a fucking great time. It's always, uh, you know, uh, there's stuff that's that I I've never seen before coming out. Um, so always an excellent time, and it's basically my favorite place in the world. It's uh, definitely a fun time. Now, we'll get into it a little bit later. There are definitely things that could be improved. Um, yeah, and that's putting it very nicely. As as with everything, um, but yeah, my nerd confession is uh, Comic Con is like my my favorite thing to go to every single year. Um, it it's just oh my god, but it's, yeah, it's such it's, a magical place for anyone who hasn't gone. You got to go at least once. Now getting tickets, good luck. Yeah, but I would say even go even for the outside stuff because the energy spills over to the streets. Oh yeah, you fully. can you can definitely have a great time at Comic Con without having a badge. Um, it's obviously not as good of a time, but there's plenty of stuff to do for an entire weekend worth of stuff out there. Um, and then I'll, I'll say this too is. You know, you don't have to shoot for the stars and go to San Diego Comic Con right off the bat. Check out WonderCon when it was up here in San Francisco. It was it was, equ- you know, n- not as big but equally as fun. It's equally as fun. That's what I'm, I'm looking you forward know? to Silicon Valley Comic Con. Like yeah. it's not as big, Check but out it's equally Silicon fun. Valley Comic Con. You know, that's coming up here in August. Um, and from what I've heard, it's very good. Up, we're going to try to go out there this year because um, I've heard nothing but good things. It's great. It's great. It's just a smaller scale Comic Con. Yeah, just you know, it's a fun thing to go out to. Um, you're surrounded by like-minded people. 
Um, and there's just awesome shit from, you know. And a lot of people think it's not up in scale. Like, dude, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be there. I mean, big, huge fucking movie. Basically, star. the whole cast of Terminator 2 is Right. Out. I mean, if you want to see if it's a big convention or not, like, that, that should be enough to tell you that fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it, it's a fun time. I mean, uh, and even if you're not into comic books, if you're just into movies, sci fi, fantasy, whatever. There's a little something for everyone. Books. There's always books. There's always um, publishers that are there. Yeah, exactly. Books. Just regular old books, video games, you know, uh, tabletop RPGs. Um, there's chess stuff there if you're into chess, I guess. <laughs> Is there chess stuff there? Probably. <laughs> I'm just assuming. I, I mean, I, I think say, I saw at least one chess set I'm there. sure it's a safe guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Christian, what's your uh, nerdy fish? So, uh, <laughs> and I found out. I, I found this out at Comic-Con about myself. I hate moochers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, and it happened on the last day where those two girls came up to us. You know, it was the last day of Comic-Con. Yeah. And they're cute girls. I don't know. figure they see a bunch of nerds. They can get some free stuff just by, like, batting yeah. their eyelashes or something. But they came and asked if they could have our badges. And I was, like, right away, I was like, no. Like, yeah. No way. He's like, oh, it's the last day. I was like, yeah, no, 50th year. I want to keep this. Like, no, right. you know. And that was my excuse to them. But reality is like, fuck off. Like, get out of here. Yeah. You didn't put any work. And, you know, my brother, poor, you know, <laughs> he he gave out his bad. And I had like, a, dude, I had like a, like a physical gut reaction. Like, I really wanted to snatch out and take it from their hands. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Not my, not my badge. Not my thing. Yeah. Got to live your own life. And he came to it later. He's like, actually, you know what? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Take that back. And um, and he took it from their hands. And you could see, like, you know, they couldn't do anything about it. But you could tell they were really annoyed. He said, but you can't get annoyed. Like, right. sorry, you didn't pay for it. You didn't yeah. do anything for it. And it's not even just it's not even just the money. It's like it's what you have to go through to get that back for sure. And then and then the whole what you have to go through for every single part of Comic Con. It's just one of those things like and I'll add on to yours is because I, I hate, you know, people who, who mooch off of people, too, and want something for nothing kind of thing. But the other thing that that really irks me is when people are like are pe- people are like nonchalant about trying to go to Comic-Con where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll try to go next year. And then the day that badges are supposed to come out, they're like, hey, so how do I get Comic-Con badges? I'm like, well, <laughs> do you have a member ID? No? Okay, well, you can't get some. Better luck next year. Yeah. And then, you know, like I, I say like, hey, you know, make your member ID so you're on the mailing list. When they announce like this is the time to do it, make sure you're on and ready to go. And then every every single year I have friends who are like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I was on, but or like I don't have my member ID ready, you know, I didn't set it up in time. I'm like, you had an entire year from last time you asked me about it. Why didn't you do it that day, you know? Like it's it's one of those things. It's not it's not something that you can just be like, "Oh, I think I'm going to go to Comic-Con on a whim." It's a, it's a process, yeah, you know. It's there, definitely it it a takes time. Um everything is super in advance. It's like I mean, I I, imag- I haven't been to Coachella, but I imagine it's like what Coachella is nowadays. You have to be like ready to go. You have to have your shit planned out. You have to have hotel or RV or whatever set up. Um, it's not just a spur of the moment thing. I like- Silicon Valley Comic Con, sure, you can go down there day of 
and get tickets and and still a little troublesome though. I recommend yeah. pre-registering. Right, and do it before. Always <laughs> do it ahead of time if you can. But it's one of those things where if you're not super serious about it, you can totally do it. Um, but San Diego Comic Con's not like that. You can't you can't get a ticket and a hotel. You know, a month ahead of time or two months ahead of time. Yeah. Even it's like we're talking like five to six months ahead of time do hotels you don't even pick they tell you oh guess what you're staying here like, yeah oh, exactly it's, it's all, all right, lottery well, based you know? <laughs> i guess i'm staying here <laughs> yeah exactly but uh yeah so also oh, before i forget i want to give a shout out to david my brother um like a g for hall h he was out there the longest i mean he got there like six in the morning to like 11 did a five-hour shift came back and was there till like what five in the morning with you guys yeah he did the longest shift so david thank you love you man like yeah held it out for us david definitely hard rocked it this year um another one too is is victoria our friend who's always out there she's always the first one in line she was out in that hall h line at like four in the morning yeah alone and and they weren't letting anyone line up so she was just wandering around on the boardwalk until they let them all line up. So and she's always the first in line. So, you know, thank you both, you guys. Uh, you always make Comic-Con possible. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's talk a little Comic-Con. I mean, uh, we we went down there Wednesday. You drove. I flew. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's benefits to both. You can lug more driving. Yeah, you can definitely bring – uh, stuff more stuff down there, uh, which then, you brought some of our our podcast stuff and some of my toys and stuff back, which is great. Also, like if uh, you need to hit up like Target or something, or, right? Uh, or Tacos El Gordo, which yeah. is one of our favorite hot spots down there. Um, it's cool to have a car, you know, even if it's one person who has it. It cuts down on the amount of lifts you have to take, and uh, makes you know supply runs and stuff easy even if you just want like a 12 pack of beer yeah lugging that back on the bus or you know in a lift or whatever is a pain in the ass so having a car is super clutch yeah on the flip side though you save a shit ton of time (laughs) yeah (laughs) going getting home yeah our flight was an hour and 15 minutes yeah our (laughs) drive was pretty fucking long Mm -hmm. it was it was eight plus hours with stops and gas and david's tiny bladder of having to pee all the time yeah it's a it's a fun adventure um you know i've done both and i like both it just kind of depends on on what you're feeling that you know during that uh that year you know um how much time you want to spend traveling and, and this and that but it's uh yeah it's and then once you get down there it's pretty much you take shuttles or lifts everywhere you don't really oh yeah you're, you're not driving anywhere to or from comic-con or like getting to the convention center to the hotel like yeah nah, exactly so uh wednesday we went to preview night um preview night is just kind of a uh, you have a couple hours like two three hours in the convention hall where you can shop around check out the exhibits with slightly less people no nah, it definitely to me felt like the busiest day and maybe because people are trying to run around and get over because it's limited it's three hours you know yeah. from six to nine uh, well i'd say like uh because i didn't go i don't think i went into the convention at all on friday um and i went in there briefly on saturday during a like a break in the hall h and saturday was fucking packed yeah like it was rough. i feel like if people a lot of people get one day badges it's saturday yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think so too um, Saturday and Sunday. Sunday was still pretty busy. Those definitely a calmer the, experience. The, it was calmer. It definitely was a better experience. But um, 
when people are starting to line up or there's going to be like uh, someone's talking, like it, mm-hmm. it, there's definitely pockets where it's very, you know, condensed and there's a lot of people in certain areas. And it's hard to right. get by. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime there's a signing or anything, people just fucking freak out and like cram up. But, um, you, you know, when I first the first time I ever got preview night, I was expecting to go in there and walk around and have a leisurely time. Oh, yeah. And like that's kind of like that's what sparse. I thought this year because it was the first time I got I went to preview night. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is definitely not like that. I mean, you know, granted, less people than probably a Friday or Saturday, but e- at least equal to what Thursday is. You know, there's so many people. It just there. feels more intense because people know that it's three hours. You know, so people are trying to run around and get by each other. There's definitely a lot less excuse me's and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. First day, night. people are all amped up, ready to jump in line for something um i mean granted we didn't even get there late we got there on time at six and i thinking there was only one thing i wanted talked about the whole fucking convention i wanted the mondo uh jaws tiki mug Mm because it looked really cool and uh shout out to mondo you guys make awesome stuff um but also fuck you mondo no no it's it's not their fault it's not it's it's just it's definitely the people right going out there they definitely had enough they'd lasted till saturday which i was surprised but um, like they, we, they have, they have set limits for each day. Basically. Is that the way? That's generally how they do it. So you know, I walk over and I walk up to the booth and I'm like, oh, it's pretty empty, you know. And I try to buy something. He's like, oh, weren't you in line? I'm like, line. And I look and I just thought it was just a body of people, just right. And there was a huge line, and they would not let me get in line. And every day of the convention, I tried to get to lines cap, lines cap. It's just like that part really sucked. Particularly preview day, walking in as the doors open. Like, yeah. how did I miss this? I walked right. in on the doors open. Well, that's the thing. With, um, back when I used to like go exclusive hunting, which I've kind of stopped. I mean, it's just it was such a. There's been so many frustrations. You know, if you get something that's that's exclusive, cool. You know, good good on you. But um, I I don't plan my trips around it anymore because it's just too difficult. Basically, you have to go in. Go straight for the thing. Know exactly where it is, so you're you're lined up on the right door on the outside, and then get there and just hope that you can get into that line right off the bat. Because otherwise, you're screwed. And, and I, the and the capped line thing is the most frustrating thing in the world because there'll be someone there standing with a sign that says uh, "line capped," and then you'll be like, "Okay, well, when are you going to open it up?" Like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But you can't stay here. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing they told me is that you can't hover here. Like, okay, you're telling me you cut off the line. You're telling me the line's gonna open up later. You can't tell me when the line's gonna open up later, and I'm not ar- I'm not allowed to stay around to watch you open the line. Yeah. So it's like, what do you want me to do? So here's what you do. Here, here's the the only thing I've ever found that works. You find another booth somewhere close by, and you just kind of go and hover there and pretend like you're looking at bullshit for as long as you can. And then maybe you go to the one next to it, and you're always keeping an eye on that cap line guy. And once it says it's open, that's when you move over. But you'll see other people do it too. See, my thing is like I'm I'm one of those, in particular with that with comics. Yes, I yeah. fucking hunt comics, and I even broke my own rule. I'd never buy a first day. I try to buy comics on the last day because people are willing to make more more deals. But I even broke my own rule because there was some stuff that I really want, really really wanted, so I yeah. bought it. But I'm the type of person that's like, well. I want it. I don't need it. You know, right. <laughs> like this is like I would like to have it, but you know, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna waste my whole convention time doing this. Right, right. And I feel like the guys who do the exclusive, like you know, hey man, good for you. You know, you got what you wanted, but 
you're definitely going to spend like half a day trying to get one exclusive. Right. And and what's what's crazy to me is uh, so now, now they've implemented a new process for exclusives for some of the big ones. Hasbro, um, Funko, those ones were always these um, instances where people are sleeping overnight, just like Hall H, just to get in and get a, hope to get a ticket where they would come back later kind of thing. And so now they've implemented this new process, which is a online lottery, similar to how you get tickets to Comic-Con, how you get hotels to Comic-Con. And, um, and while a lot of these exclusive guys will complain about it because it's um, – you know, it's not a guaranteed thing. You can't just put in the the hard work and like sleep over, you know, outside overnight kind of thing, and and get yourself a ticket. It's more randomized, but at the same time, it's kind of nice for a casual person like me, where you sign up for whatever you want. Like I, I wanted Funko this year. I always like the little Funko pops, and there's always two or three that are really cool that you want to get. And um, so I I put in on all the days I want. Didn't get selected for any of them, so I'm like, well. Now I know I don't have to waste any time trying to get into Funko. But what's crazy to me is the people who do get in and get their time slots for Funko or Hasbro or whatever still have to wait in a big ass line. And it's ridiculous. Yeah, it kind of sucks. So um, So what I think, because a lot of these guys who are getting in line and buying, they're not even keeping the stuff. They sell it on eBay. The reseller market is basically what has ruined that whole experience. Like, dude, I I appreciate and, you know, and I think it should be for the people, you know, I'm going out, I'm lining up because I want it. I want to keep it. I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, cool. You know, that guy should definitely get it. But, like, it's a lot of guys who will go buy as much as they're allowed to buy and then they go and sell it on eBay. And you're right, that's what causes a huge fucking line. Yeah, yeah. There should be a way where like you can't resell the items. Like eBay, yeah. like whatever like, you know, seller like you are not allowed you buy it, you keep it. I don't know how you can implement that. I don't know yeah, how you can push that rule, but there's no way. Like from from like, you know, Comic-Con stuff to sneakers to, you know, because if that happened, like Pokemon cards, you the know? lines would drop, I would say two thirds and then oh, yeah. it's not crazy. And then you can go and get what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. But unfortunately, when there's a demand like that, I mean, like the um, like the Conan uh, Funko Pop that I got for going to see the Conan O'Brien, which that was a fun, fun experience, which we'll talk, talk a little bit more about in a second. But everyone who went to Conan got this Funko Pop that's limited edition just for that night and just for the people who were there. And I got one where he's dressed as Iron Man. And, oh, nice. I don't think I saw that one. Uh, I'll, I'll show it for you before you leave. Um, and uh, people, first of all, when we came out of the theater, people were standing there with wads of cash in their hand trying to buy the Funko Pops off of us. So if you really don't give a shit, hey, you could have made a quick, you know. What were they offering you? Uh, I don't know. Man, one guy had a stack of 20s. Uh, it was probably 120 Hundred and eighty dollars. So I would have done it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I got pictures that I was there. Then I heard other people offering like fifty, sixty bucks, kind of thing. You know, which these Funko Pops would go for like ten dollars. Like, yeah, you know, that's like the going like rate. Fifteen, maybe. fifteen, maybe sure. Inflation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, and but I looked it up online. The one I got is already going for like two hundred, two hundred twenty-five dollars on eBay right now. Jeez. Which is crazy. So you're going to put it up, right? Uh, no. No. It's, <laughs> it's something I wanted, and it's the memory now. I, I, I've I never – I don't think I've ever sold a collectible thing on eBay because it's one of those things. If I bought it because I wanted it. Exactly. 
or I wanted to give it to a friend. Whether they sold it or not, that's on them. You know, so um, I've never sold anything like that on there because I, I disagree with that whole thing. Because I, I like buying shoes and I like these little collectible toys. And uh, it ruins my experience as a buyer when people go turn around. And try my respect stuff. level for you went up, Cody. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, if if I was in a if I was in a hard place where like I was gonna be homeless or something, fuck yeah, you bet <laughs> you bet your ass I'm gonna be selling that Conan Pop. I'm gonna be selling my Ultra Boost collection. I'm gonna be selling my Jordans. Like, I you know I understand that. Like, when you need some money, um, and yeah, sure, some of the stuff appreciates in value, but a lot that, of the times those don't though. Yeah, like that Conan's not gonna. It's that's probably peak of what peak interest right now. Yeah, is and probably give it a year, be. no one's gonna care um, until he like dies or something. Even then, I don't, <laughs> well, I would say maybe like fifty years. From yeah, now. exactly. Um, but you know, um, you know, to your point, like if there was a way of making it so you couldn't sell it right away, even because a lot of these people are just flipping them Turn as around, quick yeah. as possible. In fact, you'll see the exclusives at the convention on sale at other booths for the more same money. weekend for more money. Yeah. We actually found one that was for less money. Wasn't I, that I, weird? It was the Pickle Rick one. The Pickle I'm, Rick. I'm convinced that there was something off. Some, or the, something different. It was. Or like, or they had to be. I mean, the box or, looked right. Or someone was just like dumb. Someone might have labeled or it maybe, wrong. Or maybe that other one was selling it for too much money. Maybe that wasn't like the original... I don't know. I don't know, but it was weird. I was surprised you didn't buy it. Cause I know. I should have <laughs> bought it. I was just so weirded out by it. I'm like, there's something wrong. It's going to be filled with heroin or something. The DEA is going to grab me. As I, as I don't I really it. buy the Funko Pops. I've had people give me some. And, you know, if, they give, if they're given to me, I keep them. Like, they're cool, but I don't really. Yeah, it has to be something I really enjoy, you know. Although I was thinking about the Scoops Ahoy one. The uh, Scoops Ahoy one looked pretty cool. They had one that was... Uh, Quinn from Jaws being eaten by Jaws. Oh, that's awesome. That was one of the exclusives this year, and that's one of the ones I wanted. And last year, Dead Yamcha was was one of the, the exclusive ones, I and I really that wanted one. that one. I do. Way to put the character in like, one of his weakest, worst moments, and people love it for some reason. Oh, yeah, because it's funny, because, oh, Yamcha's dying? Oh, shit's about to get real. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, you know, the, the whole exclusives aspect of comic-con is is always kind of a weird subject because at at one point i love some of the exclusives you know it's fun to have something that's only available there and and nowhere else kind of thing um but at the same time it's like you know it's so easy to get frustrated and like you know bummed out because you know there's people who straight up make a living off of reselling those things as quickly as possible i think my top favorite exclusive that i would probably never sell is when WonderCon was still here mm-hmm. and uh, in the comics, the X-Men were based in San Francisco. And when the Giants won, they did the X-Men and the Giants outfit holding the trophy. Yeah, I have like three of those. Yeah, I, was like, I, would, I would probably never sell that one because it, it was like, dude, X-Men, you know, they're awesome. San Francisco, my hometown. Giants, my hometown. And the trophy was like, fuck that. I'm never selling that. Yeah. I don't care like if it drops in value. Someone's trying to give me a shit ton of money. He's like, nah, I'm not selling that one. Yeah, that was a, that was a really funny one. Um, and, and you know, another cool part about that comic book was that inside the comic book, um, there's a reference to my one of the comic stores I used to go to down in San Jose called Hijinx Comics. Because the, one of the artists for that book 
used to buy his comics at hijinks that's awesome and so on one it's like on a newsstand you see a hijinks comic book on the newsstand kind of thing that's awesome yeah so really fun you know and so it's that's a great one. I have like two or three copies of it. I can't even look and inside just... to, to verify that because I have mine slabbed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. To go get a CGC'd. CGC'd. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's uh, – so one of the th- cool things I got to do uh, this time was I got to go to the Conan O'Brien taping, which, you know, it's a huge hassle to try to get in there. And thanks to Antonio and Joanna, two of our Comic-Con buddies, uh, they got their tickets in, and they were kind enough to take me and my buddy Nick – um, and basically the whole, you know, you sign up online for a lottery and then if you win that, that's step one. Then we went there at four o'clock in the morning. Um, and th- they got there at four. We got there at like five thirty six. <laughs> we were sleepy. <laughs> it's uh, still pretty good. Though. Still pretty good. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, and you get there in the morning because the, the, the winning the lottery does not guarantee you a seat because they oversell it to make sure that all the seats are filled. And then it doesn't guarantee you where you're going to sit. So you show up there super early in the morning, wait in line, get your actual seat assignment, and make sure you get a good one. We were there so early, we got in the fourth row, which was awesome. You know what I thought was funny about that experience is, Nick, how paranoid he was that someone was going to make fun of him, like Conan. Oh, like, he was, like, freaking out. I don't Like, dude, for the most part, Nick is a very chill, relaxed dude. He's, like... Almost too chill. Yeah, like, nothing really ever phases him, like... It's super super nice guy, super polite with everyone. So here's the story of that. That there, I figured there's a story. There, he he <laughs> must have gotten roasted by a comedian or something yeah. before. So I figured Nick, I I knew there was a story. Nick and I went to uh, Cobb's Comedy Club uh, in San Francisco here, and um, oh, just unplugged my headphones and I thought the whole thing went bad. But we're still good. Yeah, you just can't hear yourself. So uh, we went to Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. For a taping of Doug Ooh. Benson's, yeah, punchline, <laughs> Doug Benson's uh, album. I forget what the album ended up being called. I think it I'm was. I'm sure it had something to do with weed. Yeah, it was some <laughs> something fun. Um, and uh, we sat in the front row because we got there early, and um, and there was just two of us. And so, we, and, but we were both starving, so we got a little food. We got a little, you know, we got our two drink minimum. And then we got like they had an olive plate, which had, yeah, it sounds nice, right? It's so, just with a martini, you know? yeah. First of all, it's 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 a quiet snack, so you're not like crunching and Very stuff, respectful, right? For the people up in the front, and it's something that you know you're not just like shoveling nachos into your fucking face while again you're standing in front of the comic. Cody, I love olives. You don't have to sell it to me, man. right? <laughs> I love olives. It's gonna come in. <laughs> it's, it's you're gonna see why I'm justifying it so much in a second. <laughs> So the opening act is Graham Elwood, who's a uh, uh, friend of uh, Doug Benson, also very talented, funny comedian. And we're sitting there, and he's, you know, all of a sudden he looks at us during his set. And he's like, what are you guys eating there? <laughs> like, I'm like, it's an olive plate. <laughs> and he's like, a fucking olive plate at a comedy club? Who orders an olive plate at a comedy club? like, this guy. And I'm like, I don't know. It sounded good. And, like, Nick is dying next to me he's just like uh I, I, I don't know i'm so sorry <laughs> and he's just like and and so you know he he kind of like uh roasted us for a couple minutes there started doing something else and then he somehow i forget exactly how but he brought it back later he's like and then those people are the people who buy an olive plate at a comedy <laughs> club and so and so i think that traumatized nick 
because he was just like I don't know he didn't like being in the spotlight. Comedians do that. Though. Yeah, it's I've just... I've gotten I've gone to shows at the punchline. I love sitting in the front, and I've gotten like made fun of, and like in. Like the people I'm with usually get all like weirded out. Like, dude, that's his that's job. Just, that's, <laughs> like, that's part of what they do. You and know? also, like, he doesn't mean it. <laughs> like, he's yeah, just, his job is to make everyone laugh. It is a weird thing to order at a comedy club. Yeah, I get I mean, it. <laughs> it's weird, but I also get it. I fucking love olives. So. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, they're delicious. <laughs> you can have one if you want. But anyway, uh, yeah. So I think that traumatized him. So he was definitely afraid of being picked on by Conan. He's like, dude, I don't want to stay on the aisle. Well, Conan, I don't, I don't Conan doesn't s- roast people. Usually, yeah. Usually he'll point out if someone's wearing something, and it's not like mean, yeah, or anything. Oh well, I will say this. So we, get, you know, um, after we get our seats, and then we come back at like three thirty to actually get in. We get in, we sit down there, and some of the things you don't see um, uh, on the show. But like, if you kind of follow late night and kind of know how the shows work and stuff, there's always a warm up guy who's a comedian you'll never really see on the show. There's a warm up guy. Yep. There's mm-hmm. a fucking fluffer for the show. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And, and everyone, everyone has one. You know, uh, Letterman had one. Leno would have one. Um, and if you watch the show Crashing um, with uh, uh, Pete Holmes, he was actually like a warm up guy for like in that show. I think he was like a warm up guy for Rachel Ray or something. I love Pete Holmes. He has his own show now, which is cool. cool yeah. cool. yeah, crashing the one I just mentioned. Oh, is that two is seconds it, ago? No, is that the one? His uh, his it's like a talk show. It's called Crashing. Oh no, the Crashing is about his life as a comedian. Oh no, no, no. he has a talk show. Oh really? Yeah. Other than his podcast. Yeah. Weird. Podcasts are basically talk shows. This is our talk show. We don't have a warm up guy. <laughs> we, we are the warm. We are the warm up guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he comes out, tells a couple jokes, gets people like amped up, clapping, and this and that. I'm sorry if I missed it, but who's Conan's warm up guy? Uh, I don't. I didn't know his name. He he wasn't a guy I recognized, but okay. he was funny, you know. And basically, warm up guy, you know, uh, does crowd work almost exclusively so that's kind of how they you know how they get their uh you know chops in and stuff i love how nick just to add to your story but i love how nick wanted to hide in the audience he has a beard mm-hmm. he wanted to wear sunglasses and a hoodie i'm like yeah way to go you want to make yourself look at like the fucking unabomber yeah, yeah they're not gonna make fun right. of you and he's like oh shit you're right and he's just taking his stuff off and so the and so the warm-up guy starts like you know he starts uh you know telling a couple jokes telling about you know what's gonna happen with conan and andy and whatever and then he starts pulling people out of the audience and they're all people who cosplayed and stuff and nick like sunk down <laughs> in his chair <laughs> i'm like nick if you, if you don't want to go up there, you just shake your head no and just don't go up there. They can't force you. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Uh, but, man, they pulled a bunch of people up there and did, like, a dance-off kind of competition kind of thing. And um, and there was, like, there was one guy who looked like – he looked like Dimebag Daryl who still lived at his mom's house kind of thing. He was had long hair, goatee, camo cargo shorts, and like, a, and, like, a flannel with a vest over it or something like that. Like, just – really like you know he looks like he lived in his mom's you know uh basement or something and they he he, like the guy picked him out and was like you know i need these two ladies these two girls were like going crazy dancing like one of them was doing splits and stuff the other one was like shaking her ass and twerking it was amazing (laughs) but um but they pulled they he's like i want these two girls to teach this guy how to dance i want you to follow everything that these two girls do and like so i can only imagine if nick actually got pulled up there he would have fucking died. <laughs> just would have ran off stage. Yeah. Just- <laughs> just- <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, so that was super fun. It kind of gets the audience like warmed up, ready to laugh and ready to participate. 
then the band comes out and the band plays like full songs and they're oh, wow. they're singing and stuff like that doing solos and stuff um and you know that's another thing too is like they're obviously playing full songs in between each commercial break too so they're not just you know we always catch it where it's like they're just all right we're back yeah, you know? yeah at the end and but they're playing through the commercial breaks that's kind of it keeps everyone entertained and bubbly and stuff um so we watch conan and um it it's uh it's cool because he has like a whole set there um and he talks about comic-con and everything and how he comes out every single year and um uh they did this really cool thing for uh peter mayhew who we lost earlier this year chewbacca from yeah. star wars um, so they brought out, they did a 21 Wookiee salute to Peter Mayhew. <laughs> they and did the whole 21 shouts? like. It, well, no, it was, they brought out 21 Chewbacca or Wookiee cosplayers. that They had gone around Comic-Con and picked out and, and brought them up on stage. And I mean, there's little kids. There's ones that are seven feet tall that have like some sort of stilt, stilt or riser yeah. or something like Were that. Were they good during the calls? Well, they kind of they played it over the PA system, okay. but you know some of them you could tell were doing it too. So that was really nice, and it was nice nice thing to see, uh, you know, pay their respects to him because it's you know it's hard when you lose someone from uh, Star Wars. And then um, he does this other bit about how he thinks he knows everything about Comic Con, and um, so they decide to do a test, a quiz of not Comic Con knowledge on Conan on Conan, and so uh, the they needed some some expert to administer the test. So they brought out Mark Hamill. Yeah, okay. I saw that he was there. Yeah, and it was amazing. First of all, I left that theater and my ears were ringing from how much people were cheering and clapping and screaming and stuff. Because, like, first of all, we're not the normal studio audience for Conan. We're Comic-Con and obvi- Comic-Con goers, and obviously we're Certain ultra, type. ultra fans, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know? And then to have him there was, was really cool. Yeah, no, people who go to Comic-Con are a different breed of fans. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so they go through this whole little game where, you know, some, some of the trivia questions are actually real. Some are, like, funny. Like, you know, one of them would be, like, um, uh, how can you tell that this year is uh, Batman's 80th anniversary or 80th birthday? And it's because of utility belts all the way up to his nipples. <laughs> You know, <laughs> or what's is like, uh, what, what's uh, Black Widow's real name? Natasha Romanoff. What what is uh, uh, Hawkeye's real name? Clint Barton. What is Captain America's real name? Mike United States. <laughs> so like just stupid shit like that. And then they had the cast of Veronica Mars on, which was cool, too. We got to see Kristen Bell and they're bringing that whole show back on. Yeah, Hulu. I saw that they were bringing it back. Um, and then they do this nice little thing at the end. He's like, you know, I just want to say, you know, thank you guys for coming out. You, you know, you've been the most like like animated and uh awesome audience that we've had and when you guys were screaming and shouting for clapping for mark hamill that's the most i've seen anyone ever cheer for anyone ever so thank you so much so it was really nice and then they give us out the pop you know the little funko pops and then we kind of go on our way and it was it was an awesome time and it, it was completely free there was nothing we had to pay for it we don't have to pay for the tickets or anything it's all obviously it's random chance um, and I bought myself a hat, you know, that says Conan Comic-Con kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, super awesome time. Um, if you ever get the chance when you're down in Comic-Con, check that shit out. Or if you're, you know, um, 
in uh, I think it's Culver City or wherever Conan actually films. I do want to see it one day, Conan show. It oh, yeah. It looks like so much fun. It, it's it's super, super fun. I wish uh, if I go, like, uh, you know, it'd be asking for extra, but to see uh, Triumph, the insult comic dog, would be awesome. Oh, yeah. I'm course. actually, did, was he out there? And I didn't see him. I didn't see him there. anywhere, no. And I, I haven't watched that full episode, but uh, I watched little clips and stuff, and I saw myself on TV. And oh, made, nice. Made Nick a couple times. So very, very cool. Um, what else for Comic-Con? We did... Uh, well, Hall H. Well, Hall H. Which everyone already knows what what it was, but it's definitely, like, whatever videos you guys saw of people's reactions, whatever pictures you may have seen, it, it's... There's really no words, like, to put in, like, the excitement level of people in there is just it's insane and like even with like not sleeping being outside mm-hmm. and not getting a good night's sleep like just the energy the fans inside there's it's it's insane yeah and uh yeah so hall h i mean first of all it's another one of these things where t- the process of getting in is ridiculous we mentioned before our friend victoria got in line super super early and uh you know um you basically wait in line to get these wristbands, they hand out the wristbands about nine o'clock at night and the wristbands, what they do is they guarantee you entry into the hall the next day at seven 30 in the morning. So as long as you're back by seven 30 in the morning and you're in line, you're guaranteed to go in with the first group of people. doesn't guarantee you where you're sitting. Yeah. So that's why some of us elect to sleep overnight um, to try to get a good spot. And this year is probably the closest we've ever that been. That was definitely the closest we've ever been. Uh, and even with being out there, that early we weren't even like in like the first rows we were right. like we were the, still like a we third were, of the way back or something yeah like and it was like so like it was like three sections yeah we were the like ass end of the first third yeah exactly but it was still like you could still see the actors you, you could make see a, the actors with the naked eye like yeah. you didn't have to watch the screens or anything like that um got some good pictures with my uh nice camera so we'll be posting those up on um instagram and stuff um and uh and yeah it was it was fucking awesome i mean so the lineup for saturday the first one we saw was star trek which honestly aside i mean marvel's awesome too but the stuff that came out of star trek honestly was probably the highlight of hall h for me um because first they talked about star trek discovery and come on sir patrick stewart was oh yeah exactly and so first they talked star trek discovery Season three, which is coming back, um, and it's kind of cool because it's going to take, uh, you know, slight spoilers if you haven't seen season one and two, but something happens where they are going to be in the future, about a thousand years. So it's going to be the the furthest Star Trek has ever gone into the future, kind of thing, which is really really cool and interesting. Um, which, but no one really cares about that. I mean, we knew <laughs> it was coming. You know, who cares? The real cool thing was um, that they're doing another animated show. Uh, that one actually looks really. We just called the lower, Lo- lower decks. decks, and it's it's actually one of the showrunners of Rick and Morty is is producing it, and it's all about life on a starship, um, on a like a less famous starship. You're not and on it, the Enterprise. You're not on Voyager. It's also not the captain. It's like the guys. They're all the ensigns. Yeah, the, all the guys who are working to make the ship run. You know. Yeah, exactly, and kind of like some of the fun stuff that goes on with them. And he in the guy gave us some of the bits. I'm like, that's really funny. I like that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It it sounds like it's gonna be freaking awesome. I can't wait to see it. Animation style looks similar to uh, like I say similar to Rick and Morty a little bit. 
Uh, like particularly the eye shapes and stuff. Yeah, it was kind of a mix between like Rick and Morty and like maybe Family Guy or yeah. something like that. Or American you know? Dad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so super excited for that. But of course, the thing that stole the show was Picard, Star Trek Picard, which is a new show coming out um, starring Sir Patrick Stewart as Captain Jean-Luc Picard. And they showed the trailer for it, uh, which like the guy who running the trailers in the back, like jumped the gun a little bit. And showed it showed it before they were ready to introduce it, but we watched it anyway. And I mean, first of all, uh, there's a lot of people coming back from Next Generation and beyond too. So they show basically, um, uh, it, it's been released. So check it out on, on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it's released, right? Uh, I, think I don't so. know. Actually, to be honest, I, haven't, I mean, we saw it twice in there, so I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Didn't have to research it. I, I'm pretty sure it's been released. So check it out. But basically, long story short. Uh, Seven of Nine from Voyager, uh, Jerry Ryan is coming back, and she's going to help help uh, Jean-Luc along with something. Also, Hugh, who was like her Borg, like essentially Borg son that she made or something like that, is going to be back. The original actor is going to be back. And then Brent Spiner as Data is also going to be back, which is I'm excited to see how that happens and what leads to that. Um but he, they showed him, and he looks like he looks like Data from the show. Yeah, maybe so, a little bit swollen, but <laughs> yeah, but you know, not not by that much. Towards the end of the series, he kind of looked like that. Um, but I mean, they did the de aging technology that they have now is so good. Yeah, that it's it getting, d- it's doesn't really surprise good. me. Plus, his skin doesn't look natural anyway. It's always looked kind of yellow and it's stuff, like caked on uh, makeup. makeup and stuff. So um, it probably makes it look better than he did on the original show. You know, I was um, I. I've, you know, I love Patrick Stewart and, you know, he's an amazing actor and you could tell like the projects he takes on, he has to feel something for it. Or he probably won't mm-hmm. do it. But like, as he was talking about, uh, he was mentioning on the last day of shooting and uh, how the line he had to give out and like, like Talk, ob- talking to uh, Riker. Yeah. And like, and the he, line was like, you know, it's been an honor serving with you. Captain. And he was telling us how like he couldn't, he couldn't get the line out without crying. And even talking about it to this day, yeah. he got a little teary eyed. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. man, like you could tell, like he really cared about this character in the show. Oh yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I forget it was like seven or eight se- seasons and then like four or five movies that he did with these people. And it's like, that's a long time to spend with a group of people, sure. you know? And, uh, he did mention that uh, Jonathan Frakes, or you know, uh, Commander Riker, and uh, Mirna Sirtis, who is who is uh, Counselor Deanna Troy, um, they are both coming back, and they're going to have small parts in the in the series as well. Um, and then I forget, was there someone else that they mentioned coming back? Not that I can think of, but I do hope. There's a cool-looking uh, pit bull in the poster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I want that dog to be around for a while. Yeah, exactly. I don't want John Wick treatment of also, it. Also, they showed uh, they showed a Borg cube at the very end too. So that's we know the Borg is going to play into this. And basically, the the gist of the trailer is that um, there's some girl that that's looking for Jean Luc, and then they have to go somewhere. She's like, I don't know what it is, but I feel really safe with you. And I don't know what her deal is, like who she's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna end up being like some kind of his daughter or something. I think it's gonna be like I think it's gonna be like uh uh like somehow a mixture of him and the Borg Queen cloned or love child. Yeah. Because there was always that weird like sexuality thing going on with him and the Borg Queen. They were like both bald and hot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's like but I, I think that might have something to do with cause she has like some super superhuman like strength and agility and stuff going on. So Super excited for uh, Picard. 
Um, and he also let it slip too that this is the first season. So um, obviously, if it goes well, they're going to do multiple seasons. They're going to do it's multiple not, seasons. Not yeah. just going to be a you know you know you never know. You thought maybe it was going to be like a mini series and just one and done, but uh, yeah. So it's exciting to hear that they're thinking about doing more. Um, then after that, I mean, there was Westworld, which I left for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's cool because uh, you know they're bringing Aaron Paul into uh, into the Westworld universe from um, you know Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. I will say the moderator for that panel sucked. She like inserted herself into too many of the questions. And at one point, um, she even asked a question. And Jonathan Nolan, who's one of the writers, who's uh, Christopher Nolan's brother. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm, and you know, they love their twists. <laughs> um, he was like, no, nah, we discussed this. We're not talking about that. In the middle of the panel, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, she just went rogue all of a sudden. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of lame, but I'm excited for the new season. There's going to be different, there's going to be new parks that people are involved in. A couple of the robots are outside the parks. It it looks like it's going to be pretty tight. So I'm excited for that. Um, and then after that, we had a, an, cartoons. an animation. They were good. Show, I thought there was, was a lot gonna, of good ones. I yeah. thought that was going to be like really boring or bad, but no, there, there was some really good ones. Yeah. It's called the animation show of shows. So you can Google that and check it out. The narrator gave um, out his phone number a bunch of times. Yeah. I don't know. He was super <laughs> he was thirsty. Like, he was take down my phone number. Call me, please. Yeah, Text me. Email me. Dude. How many dicks do you think he got? Probably a lot. Probably oh, a lot. reminds me. I got to send him mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> send him both of ours. Um. Yeah. So that was kind of weird, but they were cool. Cool animated shorts. Um. A couple of them like were making people cry and stuff. So yeah, very, very, very cool. Kind of similar to what you see at the beginning of a Pixar movie. Yeah, the, the little Pixar shorts. Yep. Those it, guys are. I started following them on Instagram. They're uh. They they seem like really nice, genuine, cool guys. Uh, they yeah. really had a passion for uh, animation. They really want to support people who are trying to come up in the industry. So that was kind of cool to see. That. Yeah, and it's cool that you know. That those some of those animated shorts they just got shown to seven thousand people in that hall. So yeah. some of those people never like I never would have looked that up. No. So it's kind of cool to to see that stuff. Then there's a panel uh, that I called my nap panel, which is when I like to take naps during. It's called Women Who Kick Ass. Oh God, Cody. <laughs> um, and it's it's not that it's not that there's never anything interesting in that panel. It's just it's a lot of stuff that you know, and and. For all the women in that in that uh, hall, it's awesome to hear these cool stories, but it just a lot of it doesn't apply to me, you know. But um, it is cool seeing some of my favorite actresses up there. Yeah, they had, uh, uh, oh, I'm blanking on her name from uh, Glow. Oh uh, yeah, uh, she. Um, I forget. I don't remember her wrestler well, name. She's she's the the one who plays opposite Allison Bree. Yeah, she was hilarious. She was hilarious. I had no idea that she was really really funny. And she's a little like uh, it. It makes me sad because they kind of tame her in that show. Yeah, like she, like she, she has some the... much funnier comedy chops. They also had um, Jerry Ryan uh, from Star Trek, and um, and then they had I forget what her name is. She has a difficult to pronounce name, but the chick. She was in. She's in the Expanse. She plays Avasarla in uh, the. She's Expanse. the leader of Earth, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. She's like the deputy secretary of Earth or something. And then she's also in Twenty Four. She has that deep, gravelly voice. Yeah, like she's really good. Way too many. Cigarettes. Oh yeah, like packs, packs a day. Um, and who else was there? Was like one other one. Oh, Tessa Col- Thompson. Tessa Thompson and Colby Smolders. Yeah. So Maria Hill and uh, Valkyrie from the Marvel Universe. And Colby Smolders has a new show coming out which actually looked pretty cool too. Um, so interesting to see those guys and 
you know, they had some cool stories and stuff. But they did like to me, the worst narrator was theirs. Her voice was very, very like, like it wasn't even really her voice, but it was more like the way she was asking questions was almost condescending. It had that kind of yeah. like tone to it, like 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 every question could have had in parentheses after it. Am I right, ladies? It, it, <laughs> no, it was it was just more like, and in particularly when they were asking the audience questions, like the way she would have them ask their question. I don't know. I don't know if she didn't want to be there or something. Like there was just know. something about it, it that was, was really off. So Comic Con, as far as moderators go, the best ones I've ever seen were Stephen Colbert and Chris Hardwick. Those two guys like led some of the best panels ever. They always had great questions. They they were, were great at interacting with the crowd and doing crowd work. And it's because they both come from comedy. And I think that's a, a big part of it. Um, but some of these other ones who are pulled from magazines or, you know, uh, news you know uh outlets and things just they can't hang with like the live interactions between you know nerds and fans and actors and actresses then of course we have marvel studios which is what everyone that's what everyone wants to hear about um i'll I'll say this uh the moderator for that was jessica chobot Jessica Chobot? Chobain? Chobot. She's the one you always see when you go to the movie theaters. She, she was on like G4 and stuff. No, no, that's Maria Menounos. No, 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 no. She's on there too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jessica Chobot. She, I think she was on G4 or something like that or IGN or, or something. I don't know what it is about her. I always find her annoying. I don't know what it is. Well, I think for one thing, her entire moderator role was scripted. Like oh, yeah. start to finish. For sure. Um, which... Is not exactly what I look for. I mean, obviously have talking points, sure, but like you know, like put yourself in there a little bit, like ask some questions. But with but Marvel, it's Hopper it's was it David, um, David uh, Har. Oh, I was forget his David name. Harbor. Yeah, like he called her out on it. Like, was he's going to be in the new Black Widow movie? Yeah, and she asked. Also, it was bad taste, I would say, for that type of question. She had asked him like. Are you excited to be in a Marvel movie to expand your fan base? Now, granted, he just came from Hellboy. Yeah. Which didn't he could do... use some expansion. Yeah. <laughs> so, granted, it was bad taste. But he was on... also from Stranger Things, which yeah. is doing well. So, like, you know, so are you excited about expanding your fan base being <laughs> in the Marvel universe? And he looked, he turned, like, took away his vision from the audience and turned and looked at it. It's like, who writes these stupid questions? He's yeah. Like, Am I oh, trying to expand my fan base? Yeah, he's like, Marvel? Of, of course. course I'm excited about <laughs> yeah. doing it. And you, and I turned to look at it and you could tell she was a little annoyed, but she just kept moving through yeah, exactly. it. <laughs> there was no, there's no follow-up questions on the script on yeah. how to react to that. <laughs> uh, let me refer to my script. Yeah, no, there's refer. nothing here. So, uh, I, I guess we'll talk, uh, we'll do Disney plus series first. So we got um, so the first one coming out. So these are all going to be uh, they're described as shorter series. So like six to ten episodes, you know, not super long. Um, and they're all going to be available on the new Disney Plus app, which is coming out later this summer end of or beginning of fall. Um, and they're all complete. They're all completely canon with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's not like it's not like they're, you know, um stuff that happens in them isn't going to have effects in the movies. So the first one coming out is uh, in uh, fall of 2020 is Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, featuring Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. That's going to be a good one. They both came out. uh, Anthony Mackie came out carrying Cap's shield 
And then and then he Sebastian Stan's like, hey, let me see that thing. He's like, he's like, cool, it feels good. That one's gonna be really good, just because in the movies they're these two guys. Like in the movies, they're they're not big fans of each other. They had, but they had instant chemistry, also. Right, and I've seen a lot. They do a lot, a lot of interviews, and they do a lot of shows as themselves. The actors they come out, and you could tell like they super get along. Yeah, they're like they they have really good back and forth. They can like yeah piggyback off each other's jokes. So I, I've, I've that one's gonna be really good. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm super excited, and they had a cool little thing at the end where Baron Zemo from. Uh, from uh, Civil or Winter Soldier, that was Winter Soldier, right? I always yeah, yeah. get those. Has two. to be. Um, he comes out and he's like, he's like, I'll be seeing all of you very soon. And then he puts on his purple, purple yeah. mask that he, from the comics. So it's cool to see them him finally put that on. So he sounds like he might be the main uh, villain for that. After that, uh, in uh, spring 2021, we got WandaVision, which is going to focus on Scarlet Witch and Vision. Uh, which will be interesting because Vision's dead, as far as we know. Uh, well, I mean, but he's a robot, so I mean, how hard could it really be? Well, they got the stone back, but um, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to expand on her powers because Wanda, the Scarlet, um, Scarlet Witch in the MCU and Scarlet Witch in the comics, like their power levels are extremely different. Right. She's totally nerfed in the movies. Like she's a lot stronger than they're putting. In. So I don't know. Well, if this she's is- even changed since her introduction in the comics. At first. She she could um, change probability was like her first yeah. power, which is like okay cool take her to Vegas but like what else is she gonna do? Well, I mean it's it's so it's it, it's still that but it's right. like change the probability is like but now you, she can straight up change reality to her. But her probability well. powers are still the same. So like the odds of you turning into a frog right now is like one in a million. Right, but, but she, she can make that happen. She can manipulate that to yeah. make it like, yeah, no, it's going to happen. Yeah. So her powers are still that. Yeah, they're just expanded, you know. Um, so it would be very cool to see uh, what that's like. And they had kind of a weird, like, retro 50s vibe. Yeah, too, like right? a 50s, like, like TV vibe. Yeah, I don't know. so it'd be interesting. I wonder if it's going to start off with, like, you know, it's she creates a reality where Vision's still alive. That's kind of, kind of what I'm guessing, but I, I don't know. Right? So it might be kind of cool. Um, and they, they were saying that parts of that are going to lead directly into one of the movies later on, too, the Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange. movie. Um, then there's in uh, spring of 2021, uh, there's going to be a Loki, which basically is going to follow a Loki that we saw in Avengers Endgame walk off with the Tesseract. Yeah. No, as soon as I saw that in the movie, I'm like, yeah, oh, like, that's the Loki show right Yeah, there. exactly. So it's going to follow him. And they bring up a good point that this is going to be before all the character development he has in uh, in Thor Ragnarok. And, you know, the subsequent movies and stuff um, where he kind of becomes a better person, so to speak. Right. Or, and uh, and Thor Dark World, for that matter. Thor, yeah. too, um, where him and Thor kind of make, you know, and Ragnarok. Yeah. When, they kind of uh, make amends and, you know, he's still a shitty person, but like not that shitty. Uh, then there's going to be Marvel. What if? Which is kind of an interesting one. I was going to be animated. So it's going to be a show or a movie. It's going to be a show. OK. And, it's, and, and I remember they said it was animated. Yeah, it's an animated show. And um, basically, it's going to be like the what if one shots of, you know, of uh, Marvel, but they're going to even take some make some new ones. So like the the a good example would be, which unfortunately, it's not Marvel, but uh, like Red Sun for Superman, where he what if uh, Superman landed in Soviet Russia rather than, you know, Kansas, Smallville, Kansas. They did. What show- if what if Captain America was invented by the Germans? Um, the Germans. The Germans. I did manage to catch when they were showing the little videos of possibilities. They did mm-hmm. show um, Carter as a super soldier. So right. like, I'm showing, I'm assuming they're going to do that one. Yeah. What if they had uh, Peggy Carter as yeah. you know uh, Captain America? 
so that'll be an interesting one. I'm I'm excited to see that one. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, be kind of cool. I want to see what the animation style is, or if it changes. It might change. It might be like an animatrix kind of thing. Where I hope they do it like um, they did for uh, Miles, his movie. Oh, into the Spider Verse. Yeah, that'd be really cool. If oh they my did god, that. that'd be amazing. Yeah, uh, hopefully, who knows? And then the last one that they mentioned was uh, the Hawkeye. That one I had zero clue. Like all these other ones, I pretty much thought they were gonna do. I had, except for what if? What if? Oh yeah, right. I, I had no idea. But I like that one really caught me by surprise. I didn't think they were gonna do that at all. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. And uh, so it's gonna be the introduction of uh, what's her name, Sharon Bishop, Sarah Bishop. Uh, was that her in that one? Yeah, the female Hawkeye. Oh yeah, his daughter. Yes, yes, yes. I'm assuming it, it's gonna be his daughter. He was training her in the movie. Yeah, but. His last name is is Barton. I, I think they're going to switch it to a different character. Maybe. I mean, well, anyway, uh, so it's going to be training the female Hawkeye, um, which will be cool. And it's they said it's going to show some of his time as Ronin, too. Yeah. During the, that, that was during the part that got the, me super the excited. Snap. So super excited. And, of course, you know, all of these ones, the actual actors and actresses are going to be in it, which is yeah. really, really cool. Um, and even in the what if animated one, a lot of the, the people are actually voicing the characters too. So we might see like a Chris Evans as Captain. That's what I said. We might see a little bit of, a little bit of the cap, but particularly with Loki, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of cap in Loki because Loki, uh, cause Captain America at that time was also going around putting stuff back. So there's right. probably going to be some interaction. Yeah. M- maybe, um, maybe a run in now let's talk movies. The thing that everyone's really interested in, uh, first one out is going to be May. First, 2020. Come, so the next Marvel movie out um, from from now is going to be the Black Widow movie, which looks badass. I'm really excited because they showed uh, Taskmaster as the villain. Yeah. And that's like, dude, like I'm super fucking excited. Dude. And he's, you know, he's a great villain for her, too, because his whole deal is he can see someone's fighting style once and then mimic and it and mimic it instantly. Yep. So he he's even given like Captain America a run for his money and in in um like uh Civ- Civil War uh uh comics, you know, after the the superhero registration, he's actually like uh enlisted to train some of the new Avengers and stuff like that in hand-to-hand combat. And they show him, you know, duking it out with uh Scarlett Johansson. He's got the shield. His mask, I wasn't super crazy about because it's not a, like it. It wasn't really a skull. It was like yeah, kind of a in the silver. comics, it looks like it, it's it is straight a up mask. a skull. Yeah, it's, but he looks like yeah, like a straight up skull. Yeah, which I get it. You need to you need to like modernize it a little bit. But, but I wanted to see some like teeth and eye sockets yeah. in there or something. But he's got the shield, like and, in the comics, and they the cape. Show, they didn't show the sword, but we'll they see. didn't show the sword, but or maybe, the bow. Maybe we'll he's see. got it. Yeah. Um, but they showed him fighting with Scarlett Johansson. Then they both like knock each other back and they both land on their backs. And then they both do the like jump up, you know, flip up kind of thing. Exactly the same. Yeah. And then they just show a clip where she hits him with the neck roll where she rolls around with her legs around his neck and then flips him. And then he, he did it right back to her, like right, right. after. So exactly. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And it, apparently this is going to show us what happens in Budapest that her and Hawkeye are, are always kind of uh, referencing. Yeah. Um, and then we see her uh, her sister, too, whether that's a sister from the program or her actual sister. Well, so. in the comics, it's just it's their abilities about the same fight abilities about the same. And they're they're like they're each other's equals. But, you know, where obviously Black Widow is slightly better. Well, or Black Widow is transitioning to, you know, be a good person. She stayed as a villain. Nice. 
Yeah, so I'm super excited for that one. Um, hopefully not the last one for ScarJo, but who, who knows? I mean, unless there's some timeline changes, multiverse yeah. stuff. It would be it would be weird that this if this is coming, that it's coming so far after uh, Avengers. Like why they didn't? Maybe it was filming issues, but they should have had this before. Oh, if yeah. This is going to be the last movie. Uh, next one, November 6, 2020. So same year, just in the fall. The Eternals, which, uh, first of all, Camille Namjiani's in it, which is awesome. And he's kind of bulked up, too. Dude, he looked. That was the first thing I noticed when he came out. I was like, dude, he bulked up because yeah. he's always like, you know, like you know, he's not skinny, but he's just kind of like very he's, average. He's an, he's an Indian comedian. Yes. <laughs> so what you're visioning in your head, that's what he looks like. <laughs> But yeah, dude, like his forearms. His yeah, biceps, he looked. His he looked chest, like he was like, yoking out, man. and he wasn't even wearing like a muscle shirt. Or he was anything. wearing a t-shirt, regular t-shirt. And like, dude, he bulked up. Yeah, and uh, and so this one's gonna be all about these uh, immortal beings who are, have been living on Earth for like thousand years. Um, and they saw what happened in New York, but they were like, "Fuck it, I'm not stepping in." Yeah, like, exactly. I'm cool. <laughs> um, so Avengers got this. Yeah, gonna- exactly. So I, I don't know a lot about them, but um, you know, I'm excited to see kind of where that movie leads. I'm not going to lie. I haven't read too much about, I haven't read any of the comics. So I'm going to be studying up on them. Well, I think the Eternals have to do with like, is it the Celestials? The Celestials are the big, huge beings. And for the long time in Marvel, there was like one that landed on earth and he never did anything. He was just there. Right. And he was just chilling. I'd never read far enough. I forgot to mention in what if it's going to be narrated by Watu and who they had the watcher. Yeah, the Watcher. Who who did they have? Uh, it was some good good actor. But anyway, I I just forgot I mentioned that. But yeah, so they have to do the Celestials. One of the Celestials, um, like one of their heads is nowhere from Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yes, that's one of them for sure. And like maybe like maybe a little Galactus action might might come into play. Um, so that might be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it's it'll be a fun one no matter what because it'll be very like. It's going to be super out there. And, um, oh, you know, I know who it was. It was uh, Jeffrey Wright from Westworld. Was it? I actually, yeah. you know what's funny? Is He's they, Watu. They the have a lot of the characters that's going to be in What If. It's kind of cool. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I'll look at that later. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Eternals should be kind of interesting. But one of the ones I'm I'm super excited to see what they do with is Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, yeah. In particular, they're going back to uh, mentioning the um, the Mandarin. The ma- yeah, the Mandarin, and they even pointed out, and we I, I totally missed it that in the, throughout the Marvel movies, they've been showing people with the Ten Rings as tattoos. Yeah. It was very, very. I subtle. didn't. I didn't know about the one in Ant Man. That was crazy. Yeah, no, it was very, very subtle. It was crazy. It was. It was super cool. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. You know, obviously we, we had a little bait and switch in Iron Man three, where uh, what's his name, uh, Ben Kingsley, was not the Mandarin, which I was bummed because I love Ben Kingsley, and although he did play the actor like like really the, well i thought that play. was a fun actual twist like you know the, the minute i got over how bad that movie was like that part was oh, actually kind yeah. of fun no he i mean he was amazing yeah well of course he is he's gandhi yeah <laughs> um so uh it's gonna be kind of cool to see the legend of kung fu you know the master of kung fu um and how he deals with this like underground organization so not maybe not a lot of superpowers going on but who knows you know we'll, we'll see what happens he I, does he does have some chi manipulation but his main deal is he's really good at kung fu and that was the thing is like when they canceled like when they announced that i was like dude it would have been really fucking cool if they had left iron fist and there was either a fight between them or like a team up but it's yeah. like 
to let that go. I I hope they bring it back. I mean, they haven't talked about it at all, but who knows? I mean, hopefully, but I'm not going to hold my breath, but Shang-Chi, uh, the legend of the 10 rings sounds like it's going to be cool. And it, 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 it seems like it's going to show kind of some of what's been going on in the background in the Marvel universe too, while this other stuff goes on. Probably my, one of the ones I'm most excited for though, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, which is May 7th, 2021. Yeah. That that's the one. Well, that, and the one they announced that all the way at the end, but the two top favorites, uh, in particular, they mentioned that uh, the Scarlet, uh, Scarlet, Witch is going to be in there. Right. And it's and apparently WandaVision is going to uh, have something directly to do with um, the multiverse of madness too. So I've read rumors, and it's going to be a horror movie, I don't, so I to mean, speak. They yeah. said it, PG thirteen horror movie. I mean, there are some out there. They're pretty sure The Conjuring was PG thirteen, wasn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it's The Conjuring. As long as well, <laughs> first of all, The Conjuring's great. No, I, know, I don't know why you don't like because it sucked. Anyway, we won't get into it. The Conjuring's so good. Um. Really excited. I've read rumors that Nightmare is going to be the um, the main villain. Not too sure. Uh, Nightmare is also um, galactic being, but he's from the dream universe. Sucks off of people's fears while they dream. So yeah. it'd be really cool. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited to see what they do. And, um, and you know, I love Doctor Strange in general. So it's it's cool. I'm excited to see more of that. And like, it's nice to see that the multiverse thing that they mentioned, Spider Man wasn't all like a uh you know oh what they call that red herring there actually is going to be a multiverse yeah and i saw people on twitter like oh so first you say the multiverse is fake and now you're trying to retcon say it's real i'm like well my opinion like no like i mean mysterio is the master of illusions what's the best and and lying what's the best way of lying is giving 90 percent of the truth right exactly and you know even if he said he's from a multiverse and he didn't know there's a multiverse doesn't mean there's not a multiverse yeah it's a lot of multiverses (laughs) Um, and then pro- uh, another one that I'm super excited for, maybe the most excited for is Thor love and thunder, which is going to be directed by Taika Waititi, which is awesome, which is awesome. And, uh, it's basically, uh, they're bringing back Natalie Portman. I'll have, I'll, I'll, I'll give my two cents in this and one. she's going to be female Thor. Okay. So this is my thing. Yes. Female Thor. Awesome. I'm yep. all about it, but. Natalie Portman, like, uh, it doesn't sit well. She told, she totally phoned in both Thor, Thor movies, both Thors, and like, if you're gonna bring, if you're gonna have female Thor, like, dude, you have Tessa Thompson right there. She is the king of new Asgard. Like, she can, she's good enough to be the king, but she can't be right. the new female Thor. And like, she was so badass and amazing as Valkyrie, and like, all her scenes were, were great. And she had instant chemistry with everyone exactly. in the movie. You know what I mean? She's she's such a good actress. I mean, um, and, you know, they had enough chemistry where they made a Men in Black movie for no reason. <laughs> and it, that, that, to me, was such a letdown. Like, dude, you, you could have easily made it her. And, and I like, people would have loved it, you know? Yeah, and I get it. Like, in the comics, it's Jane Foster, and she gets cancer and has to... She gains the power of Thor. But they switch out things all the time. You can't exactly. make that one switch. I, I I would be totally down. But, I mean, Tessa Thompson's going to be in it, it seems like, anyway. She's, yeah, I mean, and but, she needs to yeah. find her queen. Sure. I just feel like they did her nasty. That That's my thing, you know? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think, like, I love Natalie Portman, though, too. Like She like, can act when she wants to. When she wants to <laughs> and when it's, when it's down her alley. But, like, 
she just you're like right. Black Swan. She Black was Swan great. was awesome. Um, we talked about the professional. Yes, yeah. well, she was a kid, oh. but she killed it. You know, she killed it then. Um, and then uh, what's the other one? V for Vendetta and stuff. Yeah, amazing. She's been great in several different movies. Thor was probably her weakest thing. Both other Thors than maybe, were super. Yeah, other than maybe Star Wars, she was fine in Star Wars. <laughs> no, actually. I didn't mind her Star Wars. She yeah. was great in Star Wars. But uh, so I'm interested to see it though, because Taika Waititi, I think, is the perfect director for those for sure. movies um and uh you know they have it all 80s out like the font and text oh yeah i they, love how it, it looks like he-man like it has yeah. like the he-man he-man font and colors like i love it it's so great and they were playing uh, dio rainbow in the dark when it came out and stuff i'm ex- super excited i'm, I'm still excited about it it's just to me like that that was my one with, hinging like, all that movie on her is i'm a little hesitant about you know <laughs> what i mean um but who knows? It could be great. So we'll, hopefully, hopefully that'll come yeah, out. We'll see. Um, and then one thing that was kind of fun is in passing, Kevin Feige, um, who's the head of Marvel, he's like, "Man, we haven't even talked about Fantastic Four or X Men coming back to the Marvel universe." So he didn't he, technically say X Men; he technically said mutants, mutants but. or whatever. Okay, um, coming back to the Marvel universe. So like, they're basically confirmed that they are thinking about it at least and trying to find something so that'll be that's fun. what i'm hoping like with the multiverse and doctor strange like even even if that's not their full tr- introduction mm-hmm. but like it definitely like hints it right there right and then last but not least they they gave us all these uh uh black widow hats to everyone in the audience which was really cool it was like oh but we got one more guy and it was a uh, what's his name Marshala ali mm-hmm. and he's like oh it looks like he brought his own hat and the guy puts on the hat and it says blade on it and then Which they is showed, super excited. They showed the tiling. Show the title and stuff. And um, I'd like to point out for those of you who listen to this podcast on a week to week basis, thank you very much. If you go back to our previous episode, I believe it was Christian who said that his next movie he wanted out uh, from the Marvel Universe would be Blade. Yeah. Because I, I, I said that it would be awesome, awesome to have vampires back in the Marvel Universe because they're they're great villains. Right. And I believe it was me who said that the guy they should get to play Blade, and I, did, I apologize, I didn't, I couldn't come up with his name because he has a hard to pronounce name. Yeah. But the guy from Luke Cage and Green Book, yes. who is Marshal Ali. And because uh, he looks like a young, like uh, Wesley Snipes, basically, but he's like a way better actor. Yeah. Um, and so we totally called it and that, you know, it came out like, a, uh, the day of Comic-Con. And that's the only thing that sucked is like, dude, I feel like no one's going to believe us because it came out the day of like, oh, you well, just recorded. So it came, it came out Friday and we saw this on Saturday. That's true. So it came out one day ahead of time, even though we recorded that on the Monday before comic before that, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, totally called it. You heard it here first. And now I'm making another bold prediction. I think the first introduction of Blade is going to be in the Doctor Strange post credit scene. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully, right? I think there's going to be there's there has to be some sort of like vampire shit going on in there. I can kind of imagine it though if they're doing Ronan and Hawkeye and he's going around like just murdering a bunch of people, there could be a possibility. Maybe, too. maybe. Like they both like, you know, he's hunting what he thinks are cartel people or whatever Yeah, and but, he, but they're vampires. They're vampires yeah. That'd be fucking dope. But yeah, so super exciting. I mean, Marvel really brought it this year. Um, and what's cool, what I think is cool is that they didn't just do like, here's here's Black Panther 3, here's Captain Marvel 2, here's, you know. Um, oh, but they did mention that there's going to be um, Black Panther. And, yeah, and there will be. 
they did mention that there's going to be Captain another Marvel. Yeah, and Guardians. Yep, and Guardians too. Um, and uh, James Gunn actually was on record saying that um, the reason why there wasn't any mention of Guardians is because he's still working on Suicide Squad. Yeah, too, he didn't finish. So, I saw yeah. they put that on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's it's not just all sequels. There's some cool like original stuff coming out, um, or at least somewhat original. You know. Um, with the Eternals and uh, Shang-Chi and uh, Blade. You know, so there's some cool new stuff out there that's not just a sequel. And the Doctor Strange one sounds like it's going to be out there enough where it's not going to really be a you know direct sequel either. You know what I mean? It'll be a, something new and fun. So I'm excited to see where the Marvel Universe goes oh, yeah. in the next, you know, three to four years kind of thing. Um, yeah, and we didn't get a mention. Well, I, I guess it's not that surprising they didn't mention who the next big baddie is, but... I'm assuming this one might hint at the end of this phase, might hint who the next big, huge villain is. But they're, I mean, even looking at the movies, there's really no idea, really. Yeah, it's going to be kind of tough because I, I don't think they're going to mention anything on Black Widow. Um, no, for sure not. It doesn't, doesn't seem Maybe like... Maybe Doctor Strange. Doctor Maybe Str- Thor. Yeah, Doctor Strange... Thor, the Eternals. Possibly. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. You know, maybe the Eternals is going to introduce, like, Kang the Conqueror or something like that. You know, I really, for a long time, I thought for sure that's where they're yeah. going. But now with this lineup, maybe not. Who knows? It's hard, hard to tell. Um, but it'll be interesting. But one thing that's cool is, like, having uh, Blade come into the Marvel Universe. Now you can have, what's his name, uh, Mo- Mobius? Uh, Morpheus. Morpheus uh, into the Spider-Man universe and stuff. And they've already hinted at at that and then i think i think isn't jared leto playing a morpheus but i think it's a sony one it's still a sony interesting marvel one weird well uh some fun stuff coming out um i mean no morbius i think you're right morbius Morbius. (laughs) yes one of those two guys can uh, correct us on facebook or twitter um the last couple minutes uh left i'd like to go on a little ranting spree about things that could maybe maybe be improved with uh the way Comic-Con runs a couple things out there. And I think you'll agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> I have a list. So, so um, obviously, the people who put on Comic-Con have a huge task ahead of them. Uh, organizing, what, what did they say, like 200, 220,000 people or something like that? For the attendance. Of, for the uh, whole attendance of the con. I believe it was a hundred, maybe, right, maybe, maybe 150,000. Yeah. So, um, basically... Uh, it's it's hard to wrangle that many people. I get it. That's that's not that's you know, they're doing a good job, so to speak. No. No they're not. No they're not. The main concern I have is the or the main gripe that I have is that um when the people that they have running things like lines, which are, you know, obviously there's a safety concern there when people are lining up in the wrong place or too many people in one location and fire codes and that sort of thing. Um, you can ask you can ask three different people who work for the con and get three different answers all the time for for everything all the time for everything. Yeah, and it's, it, it, that was going to be my thing. Is like they definitely need to organize better, train better. I mean, it's not like it's not like Comic Con falls out of the sky, surprise, and do the best you can. No, you again, got all fucking years to prepare for this, right? And again, we're like you know. We as attendees have been thinking about this stuff since, you know, November the year before kind of thing, you know, or December, whatever. And, you know, you get the hotels and everything. So everything is like, it's not like Comic-Con shuts down once it's over. No, it's like, yeah, there's a a year-round shit. It's a constant thing. Um, 
But like, so for Hall H especially, the um, bathroom situation was so stupid. Were yeah. you there when that happened? So, so like what had happened was, you know, every year it's always been there's a line for stalls. You know, people got to drop deuces, you know. Right. It happens. But there's never a line for urinals because you go in, you wash your hands, you're out. You go in, you wash yeah. your hands, and there's way more urinals than there are stalls. Right. Like, and in the beginning of Hall H, that's how it was. There was one line for urinals. People turned out was quick. The line was manageable. No one was watching it. There was no security watching. Yeah. There's some things us uh, attendees can figure out. Right. We're not, uh, we're not idiots. We're not idiots. The second time I went to the bathroom, there was whatever. I don't know if this guy was just a control freak. I don't know if someone pissed him off or yep. whatever. But he had everyone in one line regardless of what they were doing. So the line went from the bathroom, which is oh on one God. end of the hall. It was already long. And it went to the other end of the hall. Yeah. So it extended that far. There was no one in the urinals. One guy who came out of the stall peeked into the urinals like, guys, there's no the urinals are empty. And the guy's like, people were kind of coming like one at a time. And I saw a little kid who came up. He's like, I just want to wash my hands. Can I go inside and wash my hands? No, you got to get in line. It's like, dude, that's a child, man. Yeah, like, let him wash his hands. You're going to make him go in the back of that line. And then finally, like, I guess, I don't know if it was a head security or someone obviously with more authority got contacted, probably from an attendee. And he looked inside. He's like, why Why are you making people wait for the urinals? Yeah. He's like, that's what I was told to do. He's like, well, I'm telling you not to do that. He's like, well, no, this person told me to do it. He's like, well, I outrank this dude. I'm telling you to yeah. do that. Use <laughs> common sense at, at some point. You know I, what I mean? They were like going at it when I went inside the bathroom. I was like, I think this dude just likes asking people if they're going to shit or piss. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a weird thing. It's a weird, <laughs> weird fetish he's got, but I can dig it, I guess. But it's like, and that was just one example of something right. so basic and simple. Or for, you know, like we, we mentioned before that our, our friend Rio went to get in line for Hall H super early, like five in the morning, four in the morning. And they said, no, you cannot line up. They're like, okay, but like, Every year, every single year, this is what's happened, right? And if you're going to change that, you need to make a bigger deal and, like, post some signs, make some printouts, or mention it on Twitter or whatever. An email of every You have everyone's email. You have <laughs> everyone's email. Like, let's, you know, if you're making a big change like this, you have to let us know because we're people who have been going to this convention for 10 years, 20 years for some people. We know the process better than most of these people yeah. who are volunteers or, you know, hired month of kind of thing. And so if you're going to make a change where you're saying, no, you cannot line up here, you can't congregate or we're going to call the police, like that's a little ridiculous. Right. You know, um, it's it's just one of these things. And then eventually they're like, okay, now you can line up, but you have to line up over here. And then they, they condensed everyone, so there's not enough room for everyone. Um, so we actually had to have like two like, – we had like a – alpha camp and a beta camp well and that was one of the can... things like that was cool about hall h like yeah it sucks that people get like five in the morning because people are fanatics but the upside was it was kind of like hanging out with your friends you put yep. up a tent everyone could stay together play board games card games you right. know it you're just hanging out with your friends so yep. it doesn't feel like you're waiting for something it just feels like you're hanging out yeah it's like a camping day kind of but thing. not this year it was really shifts is what it felt like right it, it, was, was, it was shifts you know you can only we can only fit like two or three chairs where we where the main group was then we set up our big uh you know uh easy up thing further back where everyone else would hang out so it, it, was, it was just maybe other people caught wind of it but like the guys who were who were to the left of us they had a fucking one dude busted out a laptop and so had an Excel like sheet and was like, okay, it's your shift here and blah 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 blah. Yep. And all of them didn't even know each other. And I found out through listening to other people that people were making Facebook groups 
and just taking strangers to like wait each other, right. wait with each other in line in shifts. Right. And it's like, like I don't know, this doesn't really seem fair. Like us, we're a bunch of group of friends and we right. go together, we hang out, we we do our time, quote yeah. unquote. But it was just, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, and it's it, you know, and just that proves how much, like, we're not just a mob of people, like. The people who line up at five in the morning, we know what the process is. So you don't have to treat us like idiots, first of all. And like you can trust us to self-organize a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, And then the whole thing with the wristbands later, later that night, like where not only were they handing out wristbands to this mob of people, which there was no nowhere close to a single lane of people. But you had to get every every uh, badge scanned too. after the badge. Yeah. After the badge, and they're just like I'm sorry. After the, the wristband, yeah, after the get... wristband. So this is a nightmare. And then a new thing this year was they had metal detectors uh, going into the um, into Hall H into the 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 uh, shoots and tents where people kind of sleep overnight. There's metal detectors going in, and then there's metal detectors uh, coming in from the regular convention hall too. And so it's kind of a secured area, which I guess is kind of nice. I, I get it. It makes sense for mm-hmm. people's safeties. That That's totally fine. Right. But the people working it were so frustrated of getting people back inside because the lines are so huge. And it's like, if you take the time to thoroughly look through people's things, you're not going to make you're not going to get these people in time to make it to the show. Right. So what what would they do? They half not even they quarter assed it. Right. Like, let me see in your bag. You just open it. Barely look at OK, go ahead. <laughs> Our, I my my metal detector went off and yeah. they were like, oh, it's probably your uh, they're like, it's probably your, uh, you know, your phone. Or, I mean, it's your your watch. And I'm like. No, it's probably my belt. Like, yeah. I have a metal buckle. And well, they're like, all right, we'll just go ahead. Our friend Mark, uh, Mark Sranka, went in and, and uh, they were like, it beeps on him on the way in. He's like, oh, don't worry. It's probably your belt. He's like, I'm not wearing a belt. He's like, man, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like, oh, then, okay. Then don't have them. You yeah. Know? Then, then at, at, you know, at that point, what are we doing? You know? And then the the craziest thing was once, you know, so the kind of the way the, uh, the Hall H line goes briefly is like, you wait all day, then you get the wristbands, right? Then most of the people leave but you have you know your couple hard rock friends you know spend the night out there and so everything gets condensed more towards the front of the line where everyone spreads out and makes like camp for the night where you sleep in line overnight right so the area where everyone was sleeping at least where we were which is in this secure area with metal detectors if you leave that area now on the way back in you have to go back through the metal detectors doesn't seem like that big of a deal right it's like okay well you know if i if i'm gonna go run to 7-eleven real quick which I'm, nick did which nick <laughs> did our friend nick did um you know you don't bring everything so it's easy to go back in right wrong so what happens is when they can't when you come back in what they were making uh, people do is first they wouldn't let him up to the metal detectors they stopped him before that and so he called me he's like hey they're not letting me back in i was like what the fuck they're like yeah they say you have to come out and escort me back in that's ridiculous so i'm like Okay, well, first of all, I've already taken my shoes off. I was already laying down, you know, trying to get some sleep, you know. And so I go out to the where the metal detectors are, where the other staff people are. I'm like, hey, they, they say they won't let my friend over here um, back in here. He went to 7-Eleven. We're just trying to get him back into our spot. He's like, oh, well, he has to come over here. I'm like, well, they won't let him. He's like, well, he has to come over here. 
Like, like, do you understand what the problem is? Your, you're not letting your me people, go to him. Your people not will not him let him. To me. Yeah. And so I'm like, Nick, just come over here. You know, just walk past the guy and come over here. He's like, okay. So he walks past him, and then he goes through the metal detector and stuff again. And once he's in, he's and I'm like, oh, cool. So I can just take him back, right? They're like, no, staff member has to escort everyone back to their group. I'm like, but I'm his group. I'm here. You know, he's here already. He's like, no, you're going to have to wait. And then the guy went off to do something else real quick. I'm like, come on, Nick, let's just go. And we just walk back over. But through the night, I would see the guys coming over, and they had to escort people back, right, if they didn't come up to the metal detectors like I did. They would go up to someone, and maybe it's a per- maybe it's a group of two, and the one person who's still in line is asleep. They would wake that person up and say, hey, do you know this person? Is he part of your group? And they were like, yeah, What? What? why are you waking me up? And then they would say, okay, now you're good, and let them – how like how like just listening to I wasn't I wasn't there for that, yeah. and just listening to it it made me frustrated. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so stupid. And like so the girls behind us who we had met several times they were really we cool. Oh, we should have got their names and stuff. Yeah, we should have. They, they were they, really cool. they were really nice. We did we did give them stickers. So you know if if you guys are listening, thank you so much. It was awesome hanging out with you guys. But at one point it was like that. You know, one girl came back and the other ones were sleeping. And um, the, the guy's like going to wake her up. I'm like, no, she's cool. She's cool. And, and you know, she's been out here with us all day. And she's he didn't listen. He just woke the other girl up. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Man? Like, come on. I really do hope because uh, <laughs> David, my brother, is one of them. Like, sometimes if you disturb and sleep, wow, you're throwing wild yeah, punches exactly. and stuff. I just hope that someone got like molly whopped. Oh, oh <laughs> like, we, we saw some people like like flinch up like crazy, like being woken up. And then to go to the bathroom, another great thing is you, you have to go, you know, cross all the stuff, go into the hall. Then Well, then you have to go out out of the secure area, go in from the outside of the hall into hall G, go to the bathroom there, then walk back into hall H on the inside, go through a metal detector again, and then go back out. And it, it was a fucking nightmare. This is, see, and this is like the weird thing is like I love Comic-Con. Comic-Con is amazing. Thank you, Comic-Con. Yeah. You guys are awesome. I love all the stuff you put on, but – Really get your shit together with the people who work there. I understand that it's cheap, you know, save on money. You get volunteers, but train them up, you know, yeah. like make sure they know what's going Have on. Have more than like, I don't know, one training session, you know what Something I mean? or like the security. I'm sure that those that staff, like I'm sure like two hey, thirds of that. Hey, they were staying up till, you know, all night long, too. So I, I get it if, you know. If they're having a rough time, but but I mean, you're getting paid. This isn't like yeah. you, you didn't get forced to do this. Like right. you're getting right, paid. Right, like right. be a professional. Yeah, and you know one thing I think that that they would benefit from is have a you know have one or two interns do the hall H line or whatever um, each year. Just you know not even the whole thing. Maybe just you know implant them into one you know section. And have them experience what everyone's going through. Yeah. And then, like, maybe they'll see kind of what... Like, hey, guys, you know. uh, shit's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, shit's all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was really rough. And then the bathroom thing, once he got into the hall, was, was really was really rough. It was, yeah, it was bad. Um, and then uh, um, the food thing, the food oh, line and then, like, uh, was super long. The guy was being a complete dick when uh, one of our group members went inside, which you're allowed to. You're allowed to yeah. go inside the hall H, or you're allowed yeah. to go into the convention center when um, when there's when hall H is going on. Right. You go outside, you get a ticket. It yep. allowed you an hour to be outside, uh-huh. and then you come back on time. One of our group members did that, following the rules. Went, got his ticket. He said, "Hey, figured some things I want to buy. You know, I'm not interested in the cartoon panel. I'm gonna go do this." And 
they were trying to give away his seat. Like they were trying yeah, to force us to, to they give said his seat away. They said he's been gone for 25 minutes, which he had not been. He had not been. It was like 10 minutes, yeah. and he had his little pass to go. Yeah, and they following were like, the rules. And they were like, he, "If he's not back in 10 minutes, we're giving away the seat." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? I mean, what? Why would you? Why would you even say that?" Yeah. And he's like, "Well, we have other people who who um who have their tickets who have reserved seating who people have taken their seats. Well, boo fucking who? We I'm didn't like, do that. I'm like, like, well, maybe they should have left a friend here like me who says no. This guy's in you know yeah. out in uh, on his bathroom break. And what do we do? We did have some people in our group who's like, I'm done for the day, taking off." If we had, in particular, me and David, we gave away three seats. Like yeah, our we friend, screwed in. Yeah, yeah like they, you know, hey, there was a nice couple. I should have gotten their names too. Very, very nice couple. They were just like, hey, you know, are these seats taken? Like, no, our friends left. Feel free. We scooted in. Yeah, they were super happy. They were super happy. They right. loved us. Yeah, we had one guy on on the end, and he was he was super stoked. Like, I forget, he came in right before Marvel kind of thing. Yeah, and then we had so that was the two that was the couple, and then later on we had another person leave. And it was a guy who who turned out to be a journalist. He's like, "Hey, is anyone sitting there?" Like, "Nah, man, go for it." Oh, I appreciate it. And he busts out his little laptop, and dude, I and I I learned this now because I've always wondered, like, when you know the Hall H stuff, things get announced, right. and you see articles right away. Dude, those guys are banging it out right in there. the right there. Yeah. So you know, explain all the spelling errors I see in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like I wish I'd gotten his card and his name because he was also super nice, super grateful. Mm-hmm. I did give him a. You know, a sticker in a podcast uh, said he was going to follow us. Who knows? Who knows? But, um, you know, respect, man. Like, you're in there. People are fucking yeah. screaming and you're typing away. And he has to, right at the end, he had to go out and, like, publish that. You know? Right, right. It's crazy, you know. Um, yeah, it's a crazy experience uh, start to finish. And, I've, you know, the organization thing is, is one thing that just strikes me every year that, like, how could something this was the 50th anniversary how could we have gone through 50 of these and it's been capped for capacity for the past like i don't know 8 years you know what i mean yeah so 8 sounds like, about right how can how can we be going this many times and still being so disorganized it, it's insane. super super frustrating That's, i'm okay with if it goes to vegas in fact yeah. guys petition for it to go to no, vegas no don't do it they, i love san diego i i love san diego too i love san diego and i love going there um but if you know if, if there comes a point where you cannot handle it like well the thing is i think if you go to vegas you're going to have the same people running the convention cuz comic-con international is a company right so you're going to have the same people and maybe you'll hire people from vegas maybe they're slightly smarter i don't know but it's it's still going to have the same organizational well this problems. is why i would advocate like vegas has they just made a, a huge fucking convention center. Right. So it's going to be able to accommodate all the people. It's not going to feel as bunched up as it mm-hmm. is in San Diego. Hotels. There's yeah. a shit ton of hotels. Yeah. Like, hopefully they won't surge the prices like they do in San oh, Diego. They will. Well, even then, like, you know, there's tons more rooms. People don't have to double up on rooms. You can have more more space. Yeah. After hour activities. You can go gamble. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a get a good run, get a good night. Maybe I mean, we can drive more. to Mexico in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the uh, after dark activities you need well i mean you know i like i i don't know i love playing blackjack i love yeah you know so and then i tend to get pretty lucky you know so i would yeah. have extra money to spend that at the convention center my my main concern with moving it to vegas first of all would be um obviously the heat in las vegas it's way 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 hotter more acs there are more acs inside correct but you know um, we're not in the convention the whole time. You're not in inside a casino at all times, right? Um, in Las Vegas, so 
the pe- I feel like it would diminish some of the cosplay that we would see. You know, or you would, better. I mean, <laughs> with I bet you a lot close. of strippers, you yeah. know, would kind of really no, sure. But you know, so that that would be one thing, you know. And plus, you got a bunch of you know out of shape nerds, you know what I mean? It's might you know might not be good in all the heat. It's a dry heat though. It's, the, it's dry heat. Uh, the second thing is that you know you're right. There is a lot of stuff out there to do in Vegas, but it's like I don't go to Comic Con to see San Diego. You know, I go to Comic Con to see Comic Con, and I feel like with so much stuff like that, there's just you know there's too much distraction from it, and I just I don't know. It 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 doesn't. I like the gas lamp district. It's an everything's easy and walkable. Oh, it's awesome. And dude, the oh, actually shout out to all the wait staff that helped us oh, out. Oh yeah. Everyone, dude, everyone First of was all, champs. E- like, everyone offered to split the check, which I've never seen before. And it was awesome. It was like, yeah, of course yeah, there's there's like fifteen of us. Fuck yeah, we want to split like yeah, thank you course. for asking. You yeah, know? exactly. We were going to sheepishly ask you at the end or just Venmo the shit out of everybody. Yeah, but, but no, everyone like all you know, all the servers, uh yeah. everyone was awesome. Yep, yep. Yeah, so it was, it was an awesome time. Obviously, room for improvement. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll get it next year. Or, ex- I mean, expand the convention center. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the problems with that space that they have there. They can't. They can't expand the, anymore. The, the ocean's there. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go um, in the street. Can't go in the ocean. It's hotel but, to the left. Hotel to the right. But, you know, honest, honestly, I think one thing that that could be, um, that that could help is just, like, you know, have more stuff going on in the hotels, you know, leverage more of that kind of thing and have it spread out a little bit more might might help out a little bit. But who knows? But I'm going to keep going oh, I mean, as much yeah, as I it's can. Not, it's and, not like we're not going to um, go. It's as much as we complain. It was still an awesome time. Um, so hope you guys if you guys didn't get to go to Comic-Con, uh, try again next year. Hit us up. We're always willing to help you out with strategies on how to get tickets but don't hit me up the day of (laughs) tickets coming out because you won't get any you know it's just not it's not how it works but if you put in the work and you have some friends who are interested in going too, makes the whole process a lot easier um but and hit us up we'd love to meet some of you guys out there yeah and if you if you happen to uh listen you know meet us at comic-con and this is your first time listening thank you for listening and uh you know tell your friends let us know on facebook uh at nerds with friends on instagram and then on Instagram and Twitter, we're at Nerds with Friend with no S at the end of it. Um, you'll see our little logo and picture everywhere. Um, and check us out on NerdsWithFriendsPodcast.com. That's the easiest way to listen. But we're also on Spotify, Stitcher Premium, Apple Podcasts, Podcoin. Man, there's a lot of ways of listening yeah. now. Tons. Tons. Tons no of ways. No excuse, motherfuckers. Yeah, I know. Like, someone's like, mm, I don't have Apple Podcasts. Well, shut up. <laughs> you know, you have one of those other things. If not, you know, most of them are free. You yeah, know, we're, we're working on our SoundCloud, you know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually we'll have to YouTube it. You know, it's. Anyway, if anyone wants to volunteer to help us with that, we yeah. greatly appreciate it. I mean, I feel like I know how to do it, but it's just so much extra work. But maybe maybe one day we will, you know, monetize this bitch and get, get to ComCon for free next year. I've definitely, uh, at when people were talking, when I was talking to people about the podcast, uh, that was one of the few things. Like, oh, are you on YouTube? I've had, like, I want to say at least three to four people asking. I was like, first no. of all, First of all, if you're listening to podcasts on YouTube, you're doing YouTube wrong, okay? YouTube is for little cat videos, <laughs> okay? It's for video content. Or fail videos. Or fail videos. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe we'll make a TikTok. That seems to be the new thing. Those are little short ones. Yeah. I don't mind doing it. Yeah. 
I'm sure we can do some really funny ones. Yeah, exactly. But thank you guys for listening. And, um, you know, I uh, hope you guys get into Comic-Con next year if you haven't. And uh, we'll definitely see you again next year uh, as long as we get tickets. Yeah, or let much. us know if you're going to Silicon. You really should go. Yeah, it's fun. Let us know if you're going to Silicon Valley Comic-Con because we are uh, hopefully planning to be there at least one of the days. Hopefully a couple of them. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to see you there. Thank you, Christian, for uh, sticking out with me all weekend long. It was fun. Lots of fun. Yeah, it was fun. Time to uh, time to ice my feet. It's a lot of standing and waiting around there. Yeah, yeah it's actually been nice getting off, uh, not putting so much uh, weight on my knee. Yeah. This shit still fucking hurts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's uh, It takes its toll on the body. But, uh, again, thank you guys for listening. And uh, to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This has been Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.